Welcome to CYC Podcast, discussions on child and youth care and our ongoing collaboration with Taking a Global Rising Youth Podcast. I'm Wolfgang Vashaw. Today, I'm speaking with Alejandra Cabrera about Femmes Across the Board, a skateboarding group for female-identifying non-binary 2SLGBTQIA and people of color based in Regina, Canada. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome, Alejandro Cabrera, and would you please introduce yourself to us today? For sure. Um, as you mentioned, my name is Alejandra Cabrera. I'm 30 years old. Um, I was born and raised and still live in Regina, Saskatchewan, and I am the founder of Femmes Across the Board, a female-identifying LGBTQIA2+, 2S+, and um, people of color um, skateboarding group. Amazing. I love that. Um, I've, I've been really struck by your, your choice to use femmes across the board and your in uh, all the, uh, the communication that we've had and, and the name of your group was femmes across the board um, rather than using you know women or men or, or cisgendered. And I'm, I'm just wondering if you could talk a little bit about your choice to use uh, or, the, or your group's choice to use um, femmes, the, the word femmes. Uh, we wanted it to be a little bit more inclusive. Femmes can be kind of a, a little bit more, um, I don't know, diverse and in including um, kind of like feminine or um, female identifying, like just um, not so specific to like just like women and girls, but like, um, yeah, it's kind of covers more, I found. Um when it came to like gender and, and queer culture. Absolutely. Do you ever get pushback from people who don't identify as femme and, but want to skate? Um, no pushback, but we have had some trans folk, mm -hmm. um, who were, um, uh, female to male who were kind of a little, um, felt a little conflicted about coming out, yeah. uh, to our, um, events just because, it is femmes and they don't necessarily identify as female, but I, I always tell them that they're, they're included, they're more than welcome. And, but if it's something that makes them uncomfortable, of course they don't have to come either. So for sure. So you, you welcome anybody, um, who identifies as, as trans as well as identifies as, as femmes and, and all the plurality of, of genders that exist within us these days. Yeah, and um, just kind of mostly like minorities within the skateboarding community are welcomed. Right. So um, I I don't skate. I've well, I've I've I used to skate when I was much younger on this one of those little tiny little thin fiberglass boards that um, are nothing like the boards that people use today. Uh, what, um, why skate, why, why skateboarding? What, what do you, what, what do you like about skateboarding? Um, so when, when people think skateboarding and they, and, and they think women, they automatically think for some reason, longboarding, mm. even though you specifically say skateboarding and it's because longboarding, it's not to say that it's not hard because there, you can, 
it can be challenging. You can do tricks on longboards, um, but it's mostly seen as like a transportation uh, format, um, just cruising around and stuff like that, whereas skateboarding is more athletic. It's more, um, I guess it's more masculine. There's, um, there's multiple levels of difficulty in skateboarding um, with the number of tricks and things that you can do. Um, so... Uh, I really wanted to focus on, on, on skateboarding and um, especially within our community, we don't have a lot of female identifying skateboarders. Um, I maybe like I knew of one or two before, um, but otherwise you didn't see any in the parks. And so that's kind of what drove me into skateboarding. And I also was skateboarding early in high school, but then after I graduated, I kind of dropped it. And so it seems like it's something that maybe if girls are into when they're young, um, they're kind of deterred or grow out of it more so than boys or men do. And what are your thoughts on that? Why, why would women, girls, femme folk uh, grow out of it or, or not pursue it in the same way, do you think? I think there's definitely like pressure for for female identifying people to be really good at a sport right away um, when it's a very masculine or male-dominated sport. Um, So it's either like you suck at it or you're a professional. Um, There doesn't seem to be a lot in between because people seem to challenge you and put you on the spot, and it can be really um, intimidating, right? Um, I feel like uh, boys and men have more of an ability, at least in skateboarding, to try and experiment and fail and do so without so much criticism. But for girls, if we we do the same, we're seen as posers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the 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 exclusion that you talked about, or the 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 the, the very few people, or there's a you know, when I think skateboarding, I have this image of a teenage, early twenty-year-old white guy, um, mm-hmm. and and I I don't think, yeah, my image doesn't expand much much beyond that. Um, what's been the response uh, towards femmes across the board from from both? people part of the the femme community and those outside of it as well um there's been a lot of um i don't know feedback i guess um mostly positive um within our community because people are excited to seeing new people in the parks and trying out the sport and all that kind of stuff and when it came to um other femmes or female identifying folks um, they, they're excited to be able to see a group of people like themselves at, um, at the skate park and having a community within there when it's so often is just a lot of dudes, like white dudes, right? Um, so there's been a lot of support and excitement from um, thems and some of the local skateboarders, but sometimes there's also a little bit of backlash too because... Um, I mean, we, a lot of our people that are coming out um, have never tried skateboarding or uh, know the absolute basics. So there is a learning curve. And with Saskatchewan especially, there's 
not a lot of skateboarding spaces like skate parks, indoor or outdoor. Um, so we have to share and sometimes that can be a bit of a conflict. Hmm. What, what are some of the conflicts that happen with trying to share the space? Um, with more experienced skateboarders, because they have that um, confidence um, and, a, and experience, um, they take up a lot of space um, practicing and, and doing their tricks, which is totally fine. But uh, I think they don't, not all skateboarders realize how much space they take, especially male skateboarders. Um, and it can be really intimidating for people who are starting out and are are learning something new. Um, and especially for for um, women and girls and female identifying folks, we kind of been raised um, to not take up so much space um, to let boys be boys and be more kind of aggressive. And um, so we're usually taught to like apologize and, and get out of the way. And so this has been being involved in skateboarding. You kind of have to build that confidence and that ability to take up space and not apologize for it and just kind of do it unapologetically. And it takes a lot of practice. Yeah, I would think so. I would imagine. I'm, 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 uh, yeah. I, I take up space by by being male and and being white, and I, and I, and I'm 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 often uncomfortable with it, and so I I avoid creating those those conflictual situations. So and and you know I sort of come from the opposite where I've I've been encouraged to take up space. So I can imagine, you know, really being discouraged that it can be quite the learning. How how have folks in the in the groups um clubs across the board how have they responded to negotiating that and and navigating that space taking it's been kind of interesting because i like i mentioned a lot of um like more so the younger male skateboarders don't realize this privilege that they have and so sometimes when we bring it up or ask for some space or take up space and time um, and they're not used to it, um, they, they think like they don't really get it. Um, when we first asked the only indoor skate park that we have in Regina, if we could have a time slot that was specific for just them to come out and skate, there was a lot of, well, I'm going to lose money mm. um, or... Um, I don't know if there's going to be enough of you folks for me when it comes to money, especially. Um, so it, there's, there's been a bit of a struggle. Um, we have built relationships and, and now they do see the value of having that time for us. Mm. Um, but again, some people don't understand the privilege. And when you try to educate them on it, they, they will come up with resistance or some other I don't know, excuses, I guess, um, that they don't seem to understand unless you've been a minority in a group of some sort. Right. Uh, and some people, you know, the, the one skate park, um, you've managed to convince them to, to uh, sort of hold that space for you. Yeah. And so... That's amazing. It's not, it's not ideal either because it's, it's on Sundays and it's during like supper time. So basically like we have a time slot from five to 7 PM and that's usually the downtime for them. 
um, when most people are at home having supper or, you know, that kind of stuff, which kind of sucks for us and kind of also shows that we're kind of like second-class citizens when it comes to skateboarding culture, that we're kind of given scraps. <laughs> we don't get the peak hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there are some members in our group that are mothers or um, they're students. Mm-hmm. So those times also don't work for them. And so uh, there can be a bit of a barrier in that sense with those time slots that we have. But, I mean, at this moment, we'll take anything at that we can take, but we hope to expand and hopefully um, prove that we deserve more time, more space, and more days of the week, too. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, when I think skating, I... I skateboarding i i think of it very much taking place outside because i you know i've been to a few skate parks um over the years uh most of my interactions with with skateboarders has have been in public spaces um you uh you say that you focused on indoor spaces is that a that a choice um are you thinking about moving outside what are your thoughts around that or experiences around that well, originally, um, FAB uh, started in the summertime, so it was um, beginning of May, and we actually were out at the outdoor skate parks. Um, it's just uh, during the winter, which is the majority of our time, because <laughs> yes. it's like winter all the time, um, we've been indoors, but we do, we have been focusing mostly um, within the parks themselves and not so much street skateboarding. Is that a, a, a conscious choice uh, to, you know, I, I think of street skateboarding uh, as another layer, potentially another layer of, of confrontation. And so I'm, I'm wondering if that's some of your, your, your thinking around sticking to the skate parks. Oh, absolutely. Like, I don't know, to be in more of a public eye, to be doing street skating um, is another level of, criticism or expectations that, you know, you have to kind of have confidence in. We've started with skate parks just because um, it's just, it seemed to be um, the easier route. Um, We hope to expand now that we've had like a year basically to uh, work on our skills and stuff um, to take up the streets. But uh, the streets are also a very different um, form of skating though too because with skate parks it's nice and smooth and paved and, and the streets there's cracks, there's rocks, there's all these things there's some of those thing, elements as well in skate parks but it's it's a different ball game when you're on the street so um, to have those basics to have to know how to push and balance and really how to stop and curve and all those things um, it's easier to do so on a smooth surface as opposed to something that's much more pebbly and yeah rigid absolutely absolutely moving beyond fab exclusively what do you think the you know i i i live downtown in in toronto and uh there's a new uh, mac mountain equipment co-op that was just built just down the street from from me 
And, uh, you know, I think of, of Mech as, as an outdoor store. And so they, they had all these, you know, really fascinating, interesting, concrete places to sit. And as they were building, the skaters came and they're like, ah, right? And so people were skating all over these things. And then they put all these little metal bumps on them so that people can no longer skate. And I thought, well, that, you know, Mech, which is an outdoor store about, you know, getting outside, about exploring the world, et cetera, et cetera, are, you know, making it difficult for people to skate. What, what are your thoughts about the hostility towards skaters in, in culture in general? Yeah, that's, that's pretty funny. Um, it's pretty um, hypocritical, uh, it, I guess. It, it was amazing to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it just kind of goes to show, like, what sports are kind of acceptable or appreciated within society than um, in comparison to other ones. I think skateboarding is getting better um, in the sense that this year the Olympics have finally included skateboarding. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Yeah, for the very first time. Um, so that's that's huge, right? It's finally being recognized as a real sport and not just like a bunch of anarchist teenagers, hooligans that are just wrecking, wrecking stores and like the concrete and like, yeah, yeah. you know, being reckless. Um, but it's, it's a legit sport and it requires a lot of skill, um, like to let alone to ride and cruise around, but like, then you add the elements of tricks. Um, it, it's super hard. And, um, yeah, I, there is still a bit of a stigma, but again, I think with the Olympics coming up, it's going to open doors for people and make people realize, um, how legitimate of a sport it is. Absolutely. Is there a, Sorry, what was Hopefully that? by then Mac will um, get rid of those little nubs or whatever. <laughs> well, I was I was in a skate park with it, this young with a, a seven year old in in the fall, and th- it was yeah it was intimidating as all get out for for him trying to figure out his, his how to navigate that. Um, but one of the things I, I noticed is on all the concrete they have this this metal strip so that people like so the concrete doesn't get damaged and i thought well if you can put the metal strip in the skate park so the concrete doesn't get damaged what's the difference between doing that and putting all these silly metal bumps that like if you're going to put metal on it anyways then just make it skate hospitable like there's no there's no difference to me except one is make it smooth yeah make it smooth as opposed to anyways i i was i was baffled uh do you do you know are is there a a a space for um femme skaters in the in the olympics um i'm not 100 percent sure if there's like a female category um that i'll have to double check but i i hope so i hope that it's kind of equal in that sense Mm -hmm. absolutely so what I'm I'm in, I'm intrigued that what was the the role of the rising youth grants? How did the rising youth grants uh, support or facilitate the the creation of of Femmes Across the Board? Well, this the whole Femmes Across the Board actually came about because of uh, an Instagram post that one of my friends that I went to high school with posted. Um, she, she lives in Vancouver, and she started taking up skateboarding at the age of 29 or 30. 
And she had found a community of female skateboarders in Vancouver. There is a group. And I just thought it was the coolest thing. Um, also, because this friend of mine, she she was really shy in high school. And so to see her branch out and become a skateboarder and find this community, I thought it was so amazing. And the further I looked into it, other bigger cities also had these communities. And I thought, why? Like, it made me reflect on to as to why I I quit, and and um, if there was anyone else within my community as well that was that was would be interested in forming a group and taking up skateboarding again. So, um, but something that I wanted to make sure about the group is to have it accessible to people. So, um, so I wanted to make sure that there was we could have skateboards, um, helmets padding, things like that, so that um, people who are not sure if they want to really pursue skateboarding, they can still access it and try it, um, borrow a board, keep a board, whatever, um, just so that we can eliminate that barrier. And so that's when I started looking into grants, and that's when I found Rising Youth. And it was so awesome to see that there was something like that out there. And it, I had never done a grant before. Mm. I've never looked at grants. And um, writing is not my strong suit, but to see how it was laid out made it so much easier and um, really made it more accessible to me. Um, and uh, I was able to contact the staff there a couple times because, I don't know, I'm I'm organized, but I'm not at the same time. There was a lot of um, changes going on with, uh, with um how I was going to spend the money and they were really flexible um, at getting back to me and saying like, Oh yeah, you can, you can change it. Just make sure you provide the receipts or things like that. So I always had someone that I could call and, and ask questions and they were very accessible and helpful in that process, which made it successful for me to get that grant and thus have this group form. Amazing. Amazing. You, you know, when we think about you know, grant writing when, you know, we don't necessarily think about, oh, I'm going to write a grant to, for skateboarders, right? You think, well, it has to, you know, a grant has to be this something else, you know, and, and, you know, I'm going to write a grant to buy skateboards so that, you know, femmes can, can board, like, it's not the first thing that pops into people's heads. So, um, I think it's amazing that you, that you conceived it even, and then you pursued it. Yeah. I mean, Initially, I posted something about it online asking if anyone had any spare boards, but nothing was coming of it. Mm. And that's when one of my friends mentioned, like, why don't you do, like, apply for grants or something like that? And then, yeah, then once I started researching, I found Rising Youth. And, um, yeah, it's, it made it so much easier than asking around for people from people if they had extra boards. Um, we, we were able to get, like, complete and they were all brand new, so that's mm. kind of nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because to to use like a crummy skateboard it might not be the best experience, though either. Yeah. So absolutely nice. There there seems to be a bit of a, a movement happening around the world, um, and and I'm thinking in particular is, is it Skateistan? Is that the that that's you know they I, I spoke with some people. I was in South Africa several years ago, and I and I met some people who were. Do bringing skate skating to uh, 
South Africa, um, you know, particularly women, marginalized folks, um, and I, I, I know they've, they've done some stuff in Afghanistan. What do you think it is about skating that, uh, and particularly around people who, who haven't skated, what is it about skating that, that is attracting people, do you think? Um, that's kind of interesting. Actually, this week there was um, an article that was published by um, a prestigious university or college in, in the States. Um, that partnered with the Tony Hawk Foundation. Mm -hmm. And they had found that um, with their research that skateboarding was actually a really positive thing for mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, I didn't read the article fully yet, but from my experience, I think when you're skateboarding, there's a lot of mindfulness that goes into skateboarding. Mm -hmm. So you have to be very mindful of your body um, to like really listening to it um, when you're pushing, when you're trying to ollie, when you're trying to grind something. Like You have to be really in tune with your body and your surroundings to be able to land those tricks or to just do those things. Um, so when you're when you have like stressors or things like that, sometimes it's nice to just go for a skate and it kind of clears your mind of those worries and really just makes you come back to your body and your surroundings, um, which is essentially mindfulness in practice. And it's, it's really important, especially I think nowadays, like youth are facing a lot of anxiety and depression and mental health issues. And I think a lot of that has to do with social media and always being, you know, inundated Mm -hmm. (laughs) with information and it can be really overwhelming. And so to put that phone away so that you can focus on something else and it can really help tremendously. And so I totally believe that it would be um, something that's not only healthy for your body physically, but also for your mind. I love that. Skating as mindfulness practice for the body and the mind. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I know it's, I, I hadn't thought of it that way, and I and I love that construction of it. It makes me want to go out and try it again. <laughs> <laughs> awesome! Yeah, I'll let you know if that ends up happening or not. Maybe I can try to borrow a board from a friend. To start. Just make sure you wear like a helmet and stuff. Yes, yeah, yeah. Good call. Good call. Good call. <laughs> um, thank you so much, Alejandro, for having this 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 conversation with me. I. Uh, I, I really appreciate it. One of the one of the amazing things about um, uh, partnering with with Rising Youth for for these podcasts is I get to talk to to folks doing amazing things that I was completely unaware of, and uh, and I I'm I so um, yeah I'm so grateful for for our conversation. So thank you for for sharing your your experiences and your wisdom with us today. Oh, well, thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, It's really nice to have a platform to be able to share and, um, yeah, and hopefully get other people motivated to try something new. Absolutely. Um, Is it okay if we post your... um your uh, a link to your Facebook page on the the website. So if people want more information and they're they're out there in Regina, or if they want to, they're they're in a some other city and they want to reach out and learn about starting yeah, sure. a community, they can uh, reach out to you. 
Yeah, I'm just going to let you know we don't actually use Facebook. Oh, we Instagram. have quickly been focusing more so on Instagram. Excellent. So, um, but yeah, it's just our our name, Femmes Across the Board, on Instagram. And um, yeah, you can see all of our photos, the different kind of posts that we make about the events that we do. And, and feel free to message or share. Awesome. Thank you so much, Alejandra, and have an uh, amazing night. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye.